0: Are back in the studio for this week's "Whose Data Was It Anyway?" edition of a Spin Cycle. I'm
1: just, I'm just uh, really intrigued about what the joke you weren't going to finish. Was. Uh,
0: I just it just um, <laughs> oh, was it, it, it meant breaking very yeah, it, meant kind of I, it no. was intended very innocently, but the way that I was going to make the joke, it just sounded so crass that I was like, "Oh come on!" <laughs> Been off air for a couple of weeks, and already um. Trash in the joint. (laughs) Keep some decorum. Uh, We are broadcasting from the unceded lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation as we do every week. Always was, always will be. I'm Jess Lilly and I'm in the studio with Crikey reporter Charlie Lewis again. And I think we truly nailed our brief, Charlie, as an alternative news and current affairs program by going on holiday during what we were repeatedly told was the biggest media event. Yeah, yeah.
1: There's no in our <laughs> lifetime. <laughs> there is no. There's no alternative like complete and utter silence on a topic that everyone else is talking about. We, we couldn't have. We couldn't have planned our week off better.
0: <laughs> I mean, way to have your finger on the pulse. But well done, us.
1: Very very chill fortnight of of, of
0: news. Thankfully. Actually. (laughs) I was, um, last week, I was somewhere so remote, I had zero phone reception and I couldn't have picked a better week in my entire lifetime. Um, That said, the week before, I I did have to suffer through a lot of it and I don't know about you, but seeing the country's media fall over itself to become a lapdog of (laughs) the British crown. Uh, and, and and the Australian
1: Crown.
0: Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, the Crown made me incredibly grateful for um, independent broadcasters mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, the great independent media organisations across this country, um, particularly um, public radio, because, of course, uh, it is everywhere and serves every community. Triple R. On tonight's show... We will, of course, try and make sense of this week's um, media shenanigans, including um, asking, what's up, (laughs) Uh, Q&A? There's a few things happening at the ABC. The rehabilitation of Peter Dutton, Mm -hmm. again. Mm -hmm. Um, The horrors at the Hawthorne Football Club, Mm -hmm. uh, alleged. Uh, the rise of fascist girl boss culture <laughs> yeah. in Italy, uh, and plenty, plenty more. First up, mm. how drunk is Q&A? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It seems to be a question that has come up a little bit more and more of late, but it's quite sort of startling um, the the lineup that um, they put together this mm-hmm, week to mm-hmm. discuss a very specific set of topics it's on tonight obviously and uh, you don't need to watch it you can listen to us talk yeah. about it <laughs> yeah yeah
1: we're not watching it so <laughs> we shouldn't ask you to
0: Charlie what's the story
1: there well it's it's i mean the the, the hook of the episode is that Q& and a are looking at among other things as they, as they often do um the the proposals that have been coming being sort of debated at the moment about an indigenous voice to parliament uh, among their lineup uh, they have um,
0: well they're also talking about the whole, what the and the Hawthorne, football club which which is specifically mm. um, involves uh, um, incidences of alleged racism against Aboriginal football players, absolutely so. yeah
1: yeah horrific horrific allegations yeah. um, which we'll, which I'm sure we'll get into as well. One, but among their
0: panelists is is Alan Jones, and who once um, suggested that stolen generations. Well, so
1: I mean, he when you have called a, a specific ethnic group vermin mm. and and grubs in the lead up to a race riot, mm. you have. I mean, the thing is, so we were talking like before before we came on, we were talking about other kind of really eye-rolling moments like Carl Sandland's getting back on TV. And, <laughs> and it's like with some of these things, you know, you think, oh, well, I can sort of see some mad logic about a commercial decision being made there. That should not be the case with a show like q and Do you mean
0: in terms of the media, like it's almost like um, clickbait has yeah. gone to mainstream media, so it's – TV is is also doing put you know creating incendiary moments for in sure, order sure. to be the, talked the, about
1: the, the the best way to guarantee that anyone gives even the remotest toss about a new season of Australian Idol is to get someone that everyone is viscerally opposed yeah, to yeah. back in that chair and you can and then you kick him off yeah, yeah, or, or, or don't, or whatever, you know. Yeah, then yeah. he gives you a, a scandal every month, and it's back in the, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, it's not, it's an old playbook, and and some degree you go, well, that's Australian Idol, you know, watch it or don't. I don't really care. But Q and A is supposed to be a flagship show on the national broadcaster. They are supposed to be a little supp- bit. Uh, sorry,
0: they're supposed to debate topics in a yeah open-minded, or, or at least you know. They're supposed to take you with them on this debate, for sure. For sure, You're supposed and, to want to watch them. Yeah, and I know
1: that obviously it, it's been it's been labelled the bad show for a very very long time. Yeah, for good reason. Uh, uh, for good reason, and and but I still and I you know I, I just I have to say I did expect better than this. Mm. I think there is no one. I just cannot even fathom so the beginnings it? of it's, a. Um, it's, it's Alan Jackie, Jones, Jackie, Jackie Lambie, Lambie,
0: Bridget McKenzie. Uh, yeah, and someone else who I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But given the range of subjects that they, those three have had, um, yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, straight away. I mean, like,
0: and three points of for view for sure.
1: Um, and it's like, I, I don't mind conservative. I, I, I'm not opposed to uh conservative voices even for the sake of it being on a mm. show like that mm. you are supposed to um re- represent a you know oh ed Husick is, is another obviously um uh yeah um and and ben um uh, Yes, uh he was who, but he who was, was added, added, late. added after this everyone... is the point. yeah exactly exactly the,
0: they, the, when they first released the lineup mm. um, obviously there was such um such a visceral, visceral response. response yeah 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 yeah, um, yeah. Because it was just so weighted in one direction, Mm, 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 mm. and you know, it just goes to the core of everything that you know. When you talk to um, appropriate representation, and uh, you know, if if you're talking discussing issues around underrepresented groups, under minority groups, you centre their voices first and build around that, right? And Mm. in this incident instance That they, was a, an
1: afterthought. It was the that opposite. was only the result of, of, of huge public condemnation.
0: They, they cast three characters who um, you couldn't in good faith... Assume them to come without a, a pretty specific sure, agenda. Sure. And, and, it, and yeah. then added the First Nations mm. voice after everyone's yeah, complaint. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just incredible. So bad. It's incredible.
1: I mean, I mean, and also even even Lambie and Mackenzie for for whatever uh, problems they have with with them individually, again they are they are at least you could say well they're elected representatives. They have a voice. Yeah. Blah blah, yeah. blah. There is just. Not even the beginning of a justification that I can in in my in my mind that I can conjure for them. I cannot come up with um, a a, uh, generous interpretation of this. It can only be again. I just don't think there there are about three or four people who have gone out of their way to actively disqualify themselves from any conversation about race relations. Alan Jones is number one on that list for me, and he's not even a big deal anymore. He's not exactly. <laughs> it's not, like, 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 like. Maybe, maybe ten years ago, uh, or what, I'm gonna what? Eat
0: this Milky Way, very angrily.
1: <laughs> like, like, if you could, you could say, you know, a while back, he was for the longest time the most listened to radio presenter in the country. Yeah. You could at least say that. Oh, he has an audience, and he speaks for a certain group of people. Again, I would say, post Cronulla, you have no right putting that person on on air. Also, you've got he's got plenty of places to put that view out if mm. he wants to. Re- regardless. That's not even in the case anymore. He has a YouTube show that he ever that gets that he puts out once every six months. I mean, it's it's yeah. No, I mean, this is a really, really. I'm in a terrible mood this evening, and this has really been the cause of it. I think.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just such in such bad faith, and I just think it's um, it just. I, I don't. You how can you trust? That they're going to handle issues appropriately mm. if mm. the production team thinks that's the appropriate lineup to discuss. Yeah, I mean, those what, what
1: what happens when he uses a? a f- and, and, and by the way, when I, when I say this example, this is not me being funny. I'm not doing a bit here. Mm. When he uses like a phrase from 1904 that uses a racial slur as part of it, and then goes, "Actually, it's a bit of an old-fashioned phrase. I probably shouldn't have said that." Oh what are the, what's their plan for that? Mm. Uh, yeah, it, it 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 really does blow my mind. Coolio. Yeah, that's very sad news. I mean, yeah.
0: 59 is is awfully awfully young to go. Um well, it's interesting I did see a number of um um people talking about this online today about how you know um I think even Najma tweeted that there have been a lot of um in quick success- succession yeah, yeah. big name you know black american artists dying, dying at in, this the, in, the, in, in in male yeah, 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 artists yeah. dying at this young age and someone else pointed out you know that 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 is still the issue of life expectancy yeah yes no, in America for you know, sure, for sure. With, that, with that with black American men
1: yeah and it's not even just this last year it's been it's been quite a few years now um where hip yeah a, a certain genre, a generation of hip-hop uh like luminaries people like guru MF doom mm. and, they, and and so there's that kind of like very outdated Stereotype about you know violence, and obviously that still does take a take a, a, some some like rappers do get killed in that way, but it's like just as many of them just die from preventable life expectancy yeah. issues around health issues and yeah. things like that. Yeah.
0: Um, of course, the Australian had a very sensitive headline: <laughs> the rapper father and a Canberra light rail advocate was found dead on the bathroom floor of a friend's house in Los Angeles. Yes. I mean,
1: the, the 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 details about that are, are kind of I, I I did take the 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 the, the, the quote about Canberra light rail advocacy, actually to be quite affectionate. And I do think people did quite like that he was the kind of rapper who mentioned that, <laughs> you know, railway systems were dope. <laughs> um, that, that was nice, I thought. But uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, we were sort of talking a bit before we went on about the role that figures like that play in your life. And and it's it's sort of like the thing that I will always remember about Coolia was that I think it's the first time I, my, my family was living in, in rural northern Queensland at the time, a little town called Richmond. And I don't think there was any other time where everyone, everyone you knew, everyone's parents, everyone at every kid school, song. knew a hip hop song, and they knew the words to it. And I think that's actually that is not actually that sounds a bit like a, like a silly frivolous thing. Like, that's not that's an achievement that to get a bunch of farming kids to really love hip hop in that way. Um, it's amazing. Yeah.
0: Three triple R FM. There's plenty of to talk about this week. In fact, there's so much going on. It's hard to know where to begin. Anything that mm. you in particular want to want to kick off with, Charlie? Or uh,
1: no, I mean, it's what with these things. Sometimes you're just slightly in awe of of, of the journalism, and, and I think what Russell Jackson has managed to. Again, we have to obviously be very clear that these are at this stage all allegations, and there will be further investigations into them. But but the, the reporting that it would have taken to get something like this together is is obviously um, incredibly rigorous and assiduous and and really impressive.
0: You need to mention what you're talking about. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yes. (laughs) Um. (laughs) I love this, though. I love guessing. It's a new segment we're calling Guess the Subject. (laughs) How well do you know your Australian journalists? Because we are just going to – we're not even going to tell you the subject. We're only going to talk about the journalists that wrote about it and you have to guess. Yeah, I well, like that. that's it. I I guess like that guess that's segment.
1: the end of that segment. So <laughs> call in if you have a thought. Uh, no, this is an. Inc- I mean, it's an incredible piece of work. Yes, that was published on the ABC uh, regarding really shocking allegations of racism at the Hawthorne Football yes. Club. Um, so they, they, they centre around um, the former coach, Alistair Clarkson, and the former assistant coach, Chris Fagan, uh, of, of I mean, incredible issues where, they, where Indigenous players were forced to break up with their partners and, and supervise while that was happening, uh, that they were having their phone numbers apparently changed and communications with their families monitored. Um, there
0: are some pretty direct allegations that have been yeah. leaked. So the report um, came about, I guess, as a result of the um, – Revelations from Cyril Rioli and his wife uh, Shannon Arsam Rioli last year, and um, that um, prompted the Hawthorne Football Club to um, pursue a, um, uh, a bit a sort of an investigation. And uh, you know, and I think it sort of sounds like a plausible approach in terms of having someone sim- only, to, without the the club sort of acting at arm's length, having someone talk only to mm-hmm. um, Aboriginal players about their experiences at the club. And so in, in clearly, or what it seems like, is that it did create a safe space for them to be incredibly yeah. honest about mm-hmm. their experiences. And, yeah, some of the things that have come out are brutal. Um, and mm-hmm. I suppose this is... This is where I, where my interest is a little bit in in terms of. Um, um, per- firstly, I am very glad the players have lawyered up. <laughs> I was I was like, well done when I saw that they have a incredibly top shelf uh, lawyer on their side because I think you know. I can't imagine how traumatising it would be for young people who are in the public eye, who are, Mm -hmm. you know, supposedly... There's so much pressure already from a performance point of view. Yeah, Um, yeah, God, yeah. You're representing this club with a huge culture around it and then the sorts of behaviours that were alleged are just um absolutely kind of atrocious in terms of um you know the people who you're supposed to I suppose um trust and rely upon to look after you in your best interests. Yeah, yeah. Actually working against that interest. And also things like um yeah, like you well, said. It,
1: yeah, exactly. I mean, the thing of that is that I was kind of I can't help but think about like some of the stuff that they must have to hear while they're playing, some of the things mm. that will get yelled at them. I mean, I don't think it's as bad as it once was, but you, you don't know, I suppose. In terms And also of,
0: you know. that, you know, the, the, the training room or training, it's just not a safe place. Exactly. Well, that's the thing is that, is that you hope that
1: once you came off that field, you had somewhere safe to go mm. and that you didn't have to worry about that kind of thing. Uh, these allegations are, you know, horrifying in that way.
0: I think something that I, you know, have just felt just a little bit uncomfortable with is the response of the the people in very powerful yeah. situations yeah, yeah. in relation to these players. So initially, um, you know, Gillian McLaughlin, he's a pretty um, smooth cat, <laughs> yeah.
1: really. Did you see him at the uh, grand final, <laughs> flanked either side by 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 two media moguls?
0: Yes. <laughs> Uh, and he just came out with this, it just made me feel a little bit uh, mm. icky, you know, mm. when he was talking about wrapping, you know, our first priority is to wrap our arms around these players and their families. And I'm like, mate, mate have you read the allegations? Because I'm not sure that's the, what they the, want the, at this yeah, point, the, the, you know.
1: The, the, the paternalism was part of the problem. Uh, exactly.
0: Uh, yeah. And it was just um, a little bit sort of very performative, I think trying mm-hmm. to regain some control of the situation and that sort of has played out a little bit in as much as there are now lots of reports coming out that you know the AFL and a lot of the um you know the the coaching staff sort of mm. being caught up in this are really angry about how, how Hawthorne has apparently handled this mm. and wish that they'd had access to the report and that it had all been handled behind closed doors and you just sort of think well actually more and more it makes it um you sort of think um, for the players, it kind of has to be public because if that's,
1: I don't know, I just yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, I think there's, um, yeah, no, it's it happens. I mean, it happens every time. You could you could you could list as long as your arm of of issues where something becomes public, an allegation becomes public uh someone powerful has to face some consequences potentially on, on account of that, and there's the howl of this has gone against procedural fairness, this should have been done behind closed doors. And at some point you go, well, to protect the people who are making these allegations, perhaps it ought to be public that these things are being alleged.
0: Well, and the other thing I think that um, that I'm sort of, um, I find is interesting is that the, the narrative of the, you know, the coaches in question um, is incredibly sort of... Um, a little bit aggressive, aggressive mm. in their own defence, as as I, you might expect. As yeah. you might mm, expect, yeah. obviously, there's nothing mm. wrong with defending yourself against allegations, but it sort of um, it feels a little bit, you know, yeah, those sorts of the. the it can never be um, a fair process now. Reputation's been tarnished, at, you know, beyond repair. Um, you know, one coach claimed to be devastated. Um, with making a comment along the lines of, you know, these players, or not these, because the players players are unidentified, but sort of, you know, I've had players stay in my home, you know, like how could they turn on me (laughs) like that? Sort of, yeah, not, yeah, yeah. that's not what he said. I want to be really clear. <laughs> yeah, this is yeah. my inter- my mm, bold mm. and beautiful interpretation mm. of things, but um, I, I suppose I just it just feels some like some very powerful people trying to shift the sh- shift the narrative yeah, away from the um, livelihood and the culture of the the livelihood of the players and the families and the culture of the club and um, making amends for or trying to. Um, you know, yeah, yeah, and
1: it's just and it's to a themselves, thing because, yeah. and it's, it's a strange thing. It's also just a, a, like they're a strange... the victims. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 which is, a, you know, again, a um, classic, a, a classic, classic go to. Um, and again, it's like, well, no, invest allegations are investigated in, in public forums all the time, uh, yeah, uh, th- 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 that is that is a very common process. It doesn't, aff- it doesn't, uh, to use a very loyally term, it doesn't offend the rule of law to that does it doesn't mean that a, a process can't be um fairly investigated by a dispassionate person who's whose entire role is to assess evidence essentially that mm. there are professionals who are able to do that um they, they, this this investigation could exonerate these guys completely we 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 you know that um, and that and, and that these allegations have been made public does not change that fact but
0: i i mean it could but also are we uh, uh, are we then turning around and saying that these players are, and their families mm. are lying? Yeah. Is that yeah. what, you know, well, like that's we, what I mean. It's yeah, like, yeah, hang yeah, on a yeah, second, yeah, what yeah, are you yeah. saying mm. when you go really aggressively take this position of, you know, um, like it's not even yeah, a yeah, yeah. it's not even a in the heat of the moment or when everyone gets very passionate and you know things are open to misinterpretation or whatever it might yeah, be it's, yeah, yeah. It, there's not even a or oh, maybe there's a gray area maybe i got carried away whatever i mm, don't know mm, N- mm. not that you necessarily say that but it's very much uh they're lying yeah I I don't think anyone's
1: made any I think they've probably been quite careful to avoid the word liar yes, <laughs> uh, in any yeah. of their responses but yeah. But, I, I, but yeah it's in what else can you deduce that yeah I suppose that's the thing is that, is that either either these things happened or they didn't and and yeah um that 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 the response, I suppose, has to be like, limited by the fact that this is still an ongoing investigation. Yes, both so, by the accused and by the people who make the allegations. In
0: summary, <laughs> my point is: don't go bitching about something being leaked in the media when you're just going to manipulate the media on your own terms to defend yourselves too. Yeah, these guys have a reason. Okay, of, yeah. sister. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty-three minutes away uh, from eight on spin cycle. I, I feel like it's less and less likely we're going to talk to our friend Tim. I've cont- contacted him on <laughs> multiple platforms now, and I think he's come a cropper. Um, so, where to now? Fascism or or Dutton? <laughs> uh again i i i think
1: it's it's, it's very it 's very good that you explicitly separated the two <laughs> from from a legal point of view um uh yeah well i mean it's an interesting one i mean so it it was very interesting seeing uh yes uh, so uh georgia Maloney Has been uh, has reached uh, well is almost guaranteed that some formalities still go, but but her party has received the majority of votes in the most recent Italian election, and she's most likely to become the prime minister of Italy.
0: You go, girl.
1: (laughs) Well, that's that's the view of some people. Um,
0: The CEO of Italy. congratulated by Hillary Clinton well no, to, be, no. to be
1: fair she, she she didn't congratulate her on she a specific was, view she was asked about a month ago at the Venice Film Festival mm. um you know what her view was <laughs> and she went well you know it's always a good thing like like if you elect your first female leader you're making a break with the past and that's that's basically a good thing I think she she could have probably prepared a bit better for that question mm. but um I think she was trying to Work very hard to say women in power are a good thing, but you know I'm not necessarily endorsing the point of view of. Uh... So we should make clear to the listeners: uh, George Melly is from a party, heads a party called the, the Brothers of Italy. Which, if that sounds a little bit populist and a bit far right, um, that's dead on. That's that's kind of their their view of their a sort of a, a fairly hard right nationalist group. Mm. Uh, and I suppose you've seen a lot of of um... the thing that really struck me this week was the number of. Um, Incredibly, uh, I'm sure, operating in extremely good faith, commentators who were saying, "Well, it's really interesting, isn't it?" The left are always banging on about diversity, and they're always they're always saying that there should be more representation. And now you see this strong woman uh, <laughs> uh, breaking new ground in Italy, and 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 look at their silence. Look at how they've got nothing good to say about her just because she doesn't follow. You know, she doesn't meet their purity test of being a, of being a, a complete lefty. Um, so the party um, is an interesting one it's it, it's it's remnant it's it, it is a morphed version of a very old party that um well th- th- one way to put it is the headlines uh that mostly com- greeted her her victory was this is the, the the furthest right italy has voted since the second world war if you would like to <laughs> if anyone would like any updates on what, what was going on in italy in the second world war of uh of germany's more 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 um enthusiastic collaborators during yeah. that period God. um uh so that's one that's one element and uh that the, the party comes comes out of uh the uh it's a, it's a morphing of a neo-fascist movement uh mm. she is she has it should be said uh, specifically said that she is not a fascist and that she she um moves she does not endorse anti-Semitism, but she also does do a lot of very suggestive talk about global finance and the uh, the attacking oh, yeah, of the the family unit. And, I mean, it's
0: yeah. no secret. She's very she has come out quite openly against Soros and yeah, um, yeah and yeah. she has certainly belonged in her past. She's been, you know, she's not she's not not new to the political landscape, and no, in no. her past has been a member of, you know. Well,
1: she she has, she's expressed she's expressed yes. So I mean, her I her, her predecessor as leader said that they were all um, they were all heirs of El Duce, the the, mm. the nickname for Mussolini. And she she herself in the past, I mean, it's in the nineties, she so said some very positive things about, about yeah Mussolini. Um, so look, it, and, and certainly if you if you look at some of her speeches talking about yes, the 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 call a spade a spade uh,
0: unless the, unless it, unless it's going to get you into legal trouble in this, then mm-hmm. call it a fork. Charlie <laughs> Well no
1: look I'm actually to be <laughs> honest I'm try I'm I'm actually not I'm not trying to do the legal dance that sometimes you have to do when commenting on people uh, public figures uh, in a way it's sort of like th- what you would have to say is a lot of it sounds a bit like fascism that's what that's what you can say I mean at this point she's not in power yet so I think you almost yeah. can't You can't call someone a fascist until they have the power to use, say, the arms of the state for for violent ends and things like that. Do you know what I mean? I feel like at the moment it It is... It just feels
0: like semantics, though. I mean, I've seen a lot of, you know, usual suspects um get incredibly blustery about you know the left get uh, she's yeah, not yeah. far right she's center right blah 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 it's just like yeah, yeah
1: oh, no yeah no no i think people who are um, saying oh that's just that's just she's just a common sense conservative in the center of the right that's that's palpable bollocks that's, yeah, that's obviously 100%. not true um she is Undoubtedly, a long way to the right. Um, mm. She, she definitely belongs.
0: Why is it that that journalists and it's it's there are in this country as well as you know the I've seen them in UK, US, and this country. Why mm. do they have to do that? Now, why can't you know? Why do well, that, they? Yeah, I mean that that need that, to yeah. give her a veneer of respectability. Well, well, to, to be fair, I haven't seen that, and, and I may have missed oh, it. Um, that be fine.
1: No, I, I, have, but I'm, but I, I have seen that. Sorry, I should. What <laughs> I mean is, I haven't seen. Say the BBC do it. I haven't seen the ABC do. Oh uh, no, it was uh, Piers Morgan. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it, so, so you gotta, you gotta like yeah. judge that by the, what you expect and, him to and, say. And
0: and, and journalists from um, Sky News in the Australia. Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, okay. Yeah. So, so okay. if, if Corey Bernardi is saying you're a sensible centrist, <laughs> um, just just think about what that what that might mean in terms of the sensible sensible centre. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I yeah, you, I, I see I've, I've seen people business. whose whole job is to make comments like that mm. make those comments, and they're the same people saying why aren't the left Rejoicing at this this uh, girl this boss. girl boss mm. taking on the leadership of Italy, uh, because obviously di- you know diversity is is good, and you don't have to ask any other questions. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's you know that's all it's about. It's very um, yeah. It's, it's blacker. It's, it's black and white. It's yes. just
1: Triple <laughs> <laughs> R on FM, digital, online, on demand, podcasts, and via the app.
0: Um. I think we've uh, had a lot of um, kind of doom and um, gloom and sort of, um, I guess, fascism and <laughs> <laughs> the. Um, what I want to talk about is. I, oh, you need to quick. You need to oh. talk for a second because I've just got to get this up. Okay. Well, I mean, okay.
1: Well, <laughs> so I guess while we are talking about our favourite weird little moments in the media this week. Um, My my favourite stuff has been... uh, You may have noticed that the... Britain basically suffered a near complete economic collapse overnight. Um, yes, after the mini that budget that was handed down by Liz. That new
0: PM's first. going well. Another yeah, girl three,
1: boss. Yeah, another girl <laughs> boss. Three weeks in, almost sunk the UK into the sea. That's um, quite an
0: achievement, considering. Yeah, yeah. The predecessor. Well,
1: exactly. I mean, it shows how much more efficient women are than men, <laughs> because Boris Johnson was <laughs> bumbled edit. about for for months. Um, but what I really liked about it was that the so the incredible. Um, Disjunction between a lot of the media commentary about it and the the reality of it. So, the um, my favorite sort of comment on it was that the was Alistair Heath from the Daily Telegraph, a conservative, a, a much less unhinged version of uh, a conservative p- paper, more kind of a you know uh, a broadsheet rather than a tabloid in in the UK. And he wrote that this is the best budget I have ever heard a British Chancellor deliver. Chancellors like the the, the treasurer mm. in the UK by a massive margin.
0: He was the guy who um, there was some. Conjecture about his behaviour about, at, about at the his, royal funeral. Yes, yes. Gurning yes, and laughing through the funeral. Yeah. Just the kind of, you know, it gives you confidence in in what he's going to do financially for <laughs> yeah. the country, really, doesn't it? Um,
1: well, yeah, indeed. And so they, they made 45 billion pounds in tax cuts, uh, which, you know amazing you'll be you'll be amazed to hear that it primarily benefited the countryside owners and the pound went off the cliff dropped to literal record lows oh my God. and then the bank of england had to intervene to kind of restore some stability to the financial markets
0: it's funny but also i feel so much for um people living in the uk oh, yeah. you know yeah. who are already Facing such uh, like it's yeah. just been a disaster the last six, twelve, eighteen months. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Well, even even back 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 to basically yeah the 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 the
0: the, the, the promise of the Brexit. promise of
1: Brexit and what mm. that what what people were sold there and how that has all worked out has been yeah horrible to horrible
0: to see. Um, I, I found my story so. <laughs> Here's one for the you know if we we feel like the Murdochs are, um, are, are owning us in the media and it's all the billionaires on the side of the other billionaires. Um, there's a win for the the billionaires who um, who are, are, are un, sort of inadvertently usher in their police <laughs> defunding trust, trust affair in. Daughters. <laughs> uh, so a billionaire um, bought one of America's biggest newspapers, uh, which is the LA, LA Times. Times. Right? Um, his name is Patrick Soon-Chung and he's a doctor and biotech entrepreneur with a reported net worth of over $8 billion. Hmm. Um, he has a 28-year-old daughter um, and, you know, he did um, he did the thing that all... Uh, her her name is Nika and he did the thing that all rich um, daddies of of daughters do. He put put her in charge of the LA Times. I mean, it's it's a way to you know. <laughs> I, I, that's something like you know
1: that's a, an episode of my super sweet sixteen that I've never seen. Usually, it's just a car or a pony that they get. Like this time, it's like you now run the LA Times. <laughs>
0: And as it turns out, um, his daughter considers herself an activist, which I think initially a lot of people were like, Ho oh, hum, yes, of course you are, baby." <laughs> but then, um, so <laughs> this activism, um, she she is a she's a public safety commissioner of West Hollywood or something like that, um, and she has uh, a p- public policy advocacy and research to reimagine the social. Contract, and as it turns out, she's a huge fan of defunding the police, <laughs> and so she is using the LA Times to platform um, politicians and programs that are completely aimed at defunding the p- p- police. And um, I mean, dismantling
1: it's, the prison system. It's, it's, a, it's a real twist. I feel like this story because you sort of hear you hear the phrase "billionaire buys a newspaper, puts daughter in charge," and you go, "Oh well, I think I know where they're going to which which direction politically they're going to turn." It's actually like hard left.
0: Like <laughs> so she's contributed to Knock LA, which is a proudly socialist organization. Mm. The logo should have been a giveaway. It's a fist um, in the <laughs> air, um, and um, she has now sort of – because she's in these positions as well um, as a safety officer, she's now had West Hollywood vote to defund the sheriff's, sheriff's department. Do we know what
1: the – I mean, I suppose it's probably early days yet. Do we know what the the actual – Practical outcome of of a, def- a defunding a sheriff's office because defunding can can mean quite a few different things. Are we talking like just wiping it off the face <laughs> of the earth, or is no, it like- no, 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 no? <laughs> it's it's reducing its budget. Yeah, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. And
0: so you know because. I guess, um, you know, the, the argument is if you, especially if you look at, for example, the um, the police or the transformation, I suppose, of kind of everyday police in terms of, you know, protests and things like that. Yeah. If yeah. you look at the way that police were kitted out during, say, the, oh, yeah, the, the Black Lives Matter rights or. Or
1: going, going even way back to the original stuff in, in, in Ferguson and, and yeah, Flint and stuff absolutely. like that. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And, or even, I oh got here when there was the, um, the protests. <laughs> oh, yeah. Singing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, That was singing courses yeah, on the. Top of the Westgate, Mm. some pretty full-on armored vehicles coming out there. So uh, that's, I think that's where it's more. It's not just like um, shut down the cop shops. You're all on your own. It's, Mm. um, it's you know, a critical approach to their budgets and reapportioning the budgets into um, um, healthcare programs and um, health support of potential (laughs) of the of the people rather than criminalizing them. It's an interesting one, isn't it? Because you sort of think, well,
1: that's, you know, those are all things that I think are very defensible and and very, you know, you could hear arguments for it. Is it, is it a double standard to approve of that while feeling that other media moguls ought to stay out of politics, or at least as directly as that? Is that is that a conflict of in- that's a huge conflict of interest for a newspaper proprietor? Surely to be
0: oh yeah, like she's mm. um, I mean you know it's balance though really when you look at the activities <laughs> it, a lot of you if know have a- <laughs> to have media moguls. <laughs> there is bias in the media regardless. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah so, for sure for sure. For but sure. she is um, she's. Uh, also endorsing certain um, local political candidates, including this guy called Kenneth Mayer for LA City Controller. And he calls for defunding the police to the last penny. So going a bit further. Mm. And he says that and I quote, I'm not saying this, this is Kenneth Mayer. Joe mm. Biden is a racist and a rapist. Uh, he calls himself Whoa. Yeah, he calls himself a radical and a revolutionary who promotes rebellion and has promoted unrest by saying rise up. Comrades, so the LA Times is now um, endorsing his um, platform, or he's he's running for um, running for the position of Los Angeles City Controller. So you know, it's like you thought it was going to be the <laughs> you thought it was going to be the Proud Boys who are going to bring war to the streets of LA. It might, in May- fact, be a billionaire's daughter <laughs> <laughs> who has a little bleeding socialist heart. I. <laughs>
1: I actually, so I, I deliberately didn't get too deep in this. Because I thought it would be fun to find this out. I now will say I had gotten a bit more ready for it because I'm really not sure what to say this one. But again, also just a little side point points to differences in um, what you can say about public figures in the US as opposed to here.
0: I like um, this quote from um, someone who in a in an article who. Um, <laughs> Uh, A former Times executive says of Soon Xiong and his family, neither Nika nor her parents have any idea what it means to run a media institution. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, don't say, buddy. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, there's one to watch. Yeah, one to keep an eye on. Is there anything else that you uh, you want to um, talk about for two minutes?
1: No, I mean there was. I mean to, to finish off my little point about the the sort of disconnect between reality and a lot of conservative uh, commentary on the issues in the UK. Um, the one that really got my uh, got my attention was a conservative peer. So this is a member of the House of Lords now, um, called Daniel Hannan, but who's you know also because because my country of birth is a. Is a joke country. <laughs> he's also known as Lord Hannon. I'm of... glad
0: at least someone could admit it. In, <laughs> well, you know. given the last month of pageantry, his uh,
1: his his official title is Lord Hannon of Kingsclear, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is quite nice.
0: Oh, <laughs> um, it does sound it, so much more gentle than the the violence that comes with it. Uh, not him specifically. Yeah, no, I mean I think you know, well, the House
1: of Lords is. I don't know. If, wait, wait, yeah. Look, we, we, that's a that's a bigger topic than we had time for now. Uh, but his his take his 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 take was that it wasn't anything to do with the tax cuts that has caused the the pound to crater, but it was. Just the possibility that Labor might get into government in three years. It, like he literally says that. He says, what we've been seeing since Friday is partly a market adjustment to the increased probability that Keir Starmer will no. win in 2024, leading to higher taxes, higher spending and a weaker economy.
0: That, that's all they've that's got. Genius. That's what they did for That's what they did for, with Brexit and that's all they've got mm. now. Is that scam, fear-mongering, ridiculous or... I mean, it's, it's,
1: it's brilliant. You can just say anything. You can yeah. just
0: say anything. So with Brexit, they said it was going to bring incredible wealth, happiness and fortune yeah, yeah. to everyone. Yeah, the
1: NHS would finally be funded properly. Yeah. Um, and they, 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 the morning of the vote, they were saying, actually, we can't really back any of that up. Uh, and
0: now it's like we have completely tanked the economy. But that is the fault of a of the opposition leader of a potential Labor government <laughs> yeah. that might never happen. Brilliant! I'm going to use that in life going forward. That's it for a um, a bumpy re-entry <laughs> for spin cycle.
1: And that's all for this week. Thanks for listening. You can find us every week on your favorite podcast platform,
0: and you can follow us on Twitter at Nad at Lily Juice
1: and at The Shuffle Diary.
0: You can also listen in at rrr.org.au via On Demand for the radio version of the show. Want to support Spin Cycle? Become a R subscriber. Your subscription helps keep the station running and helps R produce and create great radio and podcast content like this.